The theme of today's message is always depend on the Lord. Always depend on the Lord. In Hosea chapter 12, verse 6, we read, So now come back to your God. Act with love and justice and always depend on him. In previous messages, I told you of how Hosea chapter 12, verse 6, is a summary. It's a summary of the 14 chapters of the prophet Hosea. Hosea wrote around 715 B.C., before Christ, and the contents of what he wrote referred to approximately 40 years that had gone by in Israel. In Hosea 12, verse 6, the first part says, So now, come back to your God. Come back to your God. And the reason the prophet said that was because at that time in history, the, the people of Israel were falling away. They were falling away from their faith and from their commitment to the Lord God Almighty. They were after worshiping other gods. They were into worshiping other gods, false gods. And Hosea boldly said to them, So now, smarten up, come back to your God. That's what he said. Now, perhaps you have also been a person who has been wandering away from the Lord for whatever reasons, and Hosea would also say to you, come back, come back to the Lord. The next part of Hosea 12, verse 6 says, act with love and justice. Act with love and justice. And you can pretty much replace the word justice with, with fairness. Act with love and fairness. And the reason Hosea said, said that was because for many years, God's people did not act with love. They did not act with justice or, or fairness. If you read the 14 chapters of Hosea, as we did so and studied them in our Wednesday Bible study led by Pastor Lisa last number of months, you, you begin to see and say to yourself, why did these people show so little love so, and so much unfairness towards other people? And we have to ask ourselves the question, do I, do I practice love? And do I practice fairness towards people that are in my life? Amen? We studied those truths in more detail in previous messages that I shared with you. Then in the last part of Hosea 12, verse 6, the prophet says, and always depend on him. That is, always depend on the Lord. Why did Hosea say that? Well, because on many occasions, the people of Israel thought that they were so smart. They thought they were so smart, so financially secure, so self-sufficient, that they, they did not feel that they had to depend on the Lord. They could do their own thing, so to speak. Well, the same thing is happening today, if you think about it. There are many people who think that they are so intelligent, so financially secure, so, so self-sufficient, 
that they think they don't have to depend on God for hardly anything, right? And by the way, are, are you maybe, are you maybe one of those people? That you think, hey, I've got it all together, I make plenty of money, I'm pretty smart, I've got a good job, I don't really need to depend upon God for anything. Well, this truth, this truth about the need for you and me to depend on God is stated many times throughout the Bible. Many times. Here are a few examples, all right? In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, we read the following. Why don't you read it out loud with me? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And then if you were to turn to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4, we read, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. And then in Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Again, that verse is telling us to trust in the Lord. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, we read, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. If, if you and I really believe the Lord will fight for us, then we will truly depend on him. Amen? Amen? We will truly trust him to help us get through whatever it is. What does it mean? What does it mean to trust someone? Here is a, a definition that you might say is kind of different, kind of new, but I thought is so, is so correct. Here is, here is one definition of trust. Trust means to allow someone to do something without fearing the outcome. Trust can mean to allow someone to do something without fearing the outcome. Now stick with me. I saw one of the greatest illustrations of trust from a human level. I saw one of the greatest illustrations of trust at a construction site. One day, at a construction site on a road here in Toronto, I saw a construction worker hold up a steel pole in the ground. So this dear steel worker, construction man, this dear man was, was holding a steel rod up, uh, well, I could have uh, maybe borrowed one of these 
rods here. But anyway, he was holding up a steel rod. They were needing to get it down deep into the ground. And I'm telling you, this one man was holding it so that it would be positioned how it should be. And then there was another construction worker with one of these huge hammers. Not, not, not the little hammer you and I normally use, right? Have you ever seen those huge hammers, those big hammers? Like, you know, they're what? I don't know, three, four feet long, and they've got, they've got a steel... Is there an official name for them? Sledgehammer. Okay. All right, we'll call it sledgy. <laughs> so anyway, this other gentleman with this sledgehammer, I'm not kidding you, not exaggerating, he, he was, the other fellow was holding it. Cindy, why don't you come and hold it for me? Come. Hold, hold it for me. Hold the steel pole. Okay? Just, it's an imaginary pole. Okay? Right. Okay. All right. This other construction worker was lifting this thing. Okay? He was lifting this thing and going, boom! Boom! Thank you, thank you. I mean, I, I was scared watching them, honestly. In, in fact, in fact, I was tempted. I was tempted to run over. I was tempted to run, run over and say, stop, stop, don't, don't. Because obviously, obviously, if that man who was swinging the sledgehammer, if he, if he had missed, he would have broken that dear man's hands and wrists to pieces. And, and I, I, honestly, I, I was tempted to run over and say, stop, don't do this, don't, don't do this job like that. But, but I thought, you know what, that might ruin their concentration and I could end up actually causing the accident. So fortunately, I was quick thinking enough to know not to do that, not to do that. And I was relieved when I saw them get that steel pole down to where they wanted it to be and, and, and finish that, that job. But I, I, I just remember thinking, how much trust the man holding the pole, can you imagine how much trust that dear man had in that individual, the other construction worker, it, it was just incredible. I mean, that is probably one of the biggest examples of trust that I've seen on a, on a human level. So the construction worker showed trust by allowing, by allowing his coworker to do something without fearing the outcome. <laughs> he wasn't afraid that he, this fellow was, you know, was, 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 uh, was gonna hit that bar, hit that pole and that he wasn't gonna miss and smash his, smash his hands and his feet or his legs or whatever, anyway, all right? Um, I, I, I've asked a particular mother and daughter if they would come up for a moment. Uh, ladies, come on, come on up here, would you? And uh, they're gonna 
do a little something with me. Okay. Come on up here. All right. Why don't you give them a hand as they walk up? Yeah. Go ahead and uh, take off your mask for a minute here while you're up here. Uh, maybe you can get, get closer, closer here. Don't fall on the stairs. Get closer, that's so that the people in that section of the sanctuary can see you better. Okay, all right. So, to begin with, why don't you tell, tell everyone your lovely name. Okay, hold on. Have we got power there, group? Okay, out loud, out loud. My name's Giovanna. Okay, and what is your name? I'm Donna. Okay, I, I just wanted them, you know, I wanted you to be able to hear their voices. Okay, all right, now, would you have, would you be able to trust, would you be able to depend upon your mom to catch you if you fall backwards? Would you be able to trust, trust her if, if you fell backwards? Trust yeah. her to catch you? Yeah. Yeah? So. You, you think so? You think so? Okay. So why don't you just step forward a little bit more just so people in that section can see you. Okay, so turn, look at me. Look, no, look at me. Okay, look at me. And... Um, and then on the count of three, on the count of three, uh, we want to see if you can keep your legs straight. Legs straight. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bring your hair back here too so they can see your pretty face. Bring this hair back, okay? That's it, okay. So on the count of three, let's see if you think you can trust your mom to catch you. One, two, three. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, you do trust your mom, eh? Okay. All right, let's try it again. Do you trust her a second time? Do, do you trust her? Do you trust her a second time? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah? Uh, uh, okay. All right, so here we go again. One, two, three. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'm curious now. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, face the congregation there. Okay, uh, would, you, would you trust Pastor Lisa to catch you? Would you trust her? I think so. You, you think so. Do you know so? Huh? No. No. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, uh, would, you, would you trust one of your sisters to catch you? Yeah, yeah. Sister, can she trust you to catch her? You think so? Okay, all right. Uh, um, would you, uh, do you think you could trust a, a two-year-old to catch you? No. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't trust a two-year-old either. But you know what? I, I would trust your mom to catch me. I, I, I would trust Pastor Lisa to catch me. I trust your sister to catch me as well. Okay. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very much. All right. Yes. Okay. Well, 
we would say, or we could say, that trust means, trust means to allow God to do something without fearing the outcome. In terms of the Lord, that's how you and I can interpret trust. Now, what are some of the ways in which you and I can trust the Lord? That is, that is we can depend on the Lord in daily life. What are some of those ways? Well, here's what we discover from the Holy Bible. Number one, first of all, depend on the Lord for your daily needs. You and I can depend on the Lord for our daily needs. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 says this. Why don't you read it with me out loud? And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. All right? And then some of you, are, I'm sure, are aware that in, included in the Lord's Prayer is give us this day our daily bread. That's the King James Version, King James Translation. Or the New Living Translation says, give us today the food we need. One commentator says that this verse, quote, signifies what is necessary for life and more broadly, every good thing sufficient for subsistence. Well, how does the Lord meet your daily needs? Through a variety of ways, we would say. Isn't that correct? The Lord meets our daily needs through a variety of ways, such as, such as a job, a pension, a generous family member or friend, and sometimes even through a stranger. The Lord helps meet your needs, our needs, through a caring church sometimes through unemployment insurance, or now they, they call it what? Employment insurance. Uh, sometimes the Lord meets your needs through an unexpected income tax refund. Have any of you had an unexpected income tax refund last year or this year? Any of you? Put, put your hand up. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, some of you have told me of. You said, wow, I didn't know I was going to get all that money back. You were all smiles about it, right? Sometimes the Lord meets your needs through a surprise increase in your pay. And sometimes the Lord meets your needs through an unexpected gift that someone left you in their will. You were surprised that they thought of you, that they even remembered you, right? And other times the Lord meets your needs, our needs, through beautiful ways which only the Lord can think about. Only the Lord would, would really bring about. For instance, I, I've heard uh, Reverend Dr. Tina Patamber, who preached here last Sunday, I've heard her tell of how when she was working on her doctorate degree, she received several unexpected financial scholarships, which were, of course, a big help for her in terms of paying her tuition. Some of you have maybe heard her tell that. Some of you know that when I finished high school, 
I, I went to the University of Toronto and uh, fortunately graduated with what's called a Bachelor of Science degree. I, I took those great subjects such as biology and microbiology, genetics and chemistry and organic chemistry and biochemistry and, and many more subjects, of course. And then when I graduated from the University of Toronto, I knew that I, I needed to go to Nazarene Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, to study to become a minister in the Church of the Nazarene. So I went there to Kansas City, to Nazarene Theological Seminary. I went there to do what was called a, a three-year Master of Divinity degree, and I stayed for an extra fourth year of further studies. When I went to Nazarene Theological Seminary, I, I had some money saved up from my summer jobs. Those summer jobs were very important to me in terms of saving up money. So I had some money saved up for my summer position, but I, I didn't know how long it will last with tuition and living expenses in Kansas City, Missouri. After my first year at the seminary, to my total surprise, I never thought this would ever happen. After my first year to, of, of seminary studies, to my total surprise, one of the professors asked me to become his teaching assistant. We were called TAs. I don't know if that's what they're still called these days. But anyway, uh, he asked me to become his teaching assistant. And so for the next three years, I was a teaching assistant at the seminary. That included some uh, responsibilities, well, responsibilities such as uh, marking tests, reading and assigning grades to research papers, correcting grammar, correcting uh, spelling, that kind of thing, and occasionally teaching a class uh, when the professor was out of town. As a result of being asked to be a professor's teaching assistant, my tuition, my tuition was fully covered for the next three years. Of course, I had to work, work for it, you know, but my tuition was fully covered for the next three years. It had never, it had never occurred to me that when I went to Nazarene Theological Seminary, a school which at that time had 400 to 500 students, it had never occurred to me that Nick Stavropoulos, a lowly student from Toronto, would ever be asked to be a teaching assistant, which resulted in my tuition being fully paid for for the next three years. I thought, wow. I never would have thought of that. Never would have even asked for it. Now, I, I told you that story as an example of how sometimes, sometimes God works in unexpected and surprising ways to meet our needs. Amen? Amen? One of the Bible names for God in our Holy Bible is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. 
J-E-H-O-V-A-H dash J-I-R-E-H, okay? That's one of the biblical names for God, Jehovah Jireh, and it means God will provide. God will provide. Just this week, I heard one of our musicians lead her small group Bible study in singing uh, Jehovah Jireh. And I've asked Criselda, Criselda Quealy, to come and, and sing that for us. Uh, Griselda, come please. Okay, you're using the yellow one. Okay. All right, here we are. Yes, I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Criselda. In the Bible, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 31 through 33, we read these words. Why don't you read that portion of Scripture with me? So don't worry about these things, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you 
everything you need. My friend, that last line is the key. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. I want you to notice something important. It doesn't say he will give everything you want. Right? It doesn't say he will give you everything you want. He says he will give you everything you need. And the question is, are you seeking the kingdom of God above all else? And are you living righteously? Amen, 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 amen. Let us seek. Let us seek the kingdom of God. Let us seek to please the Lord. Let us seek our Lord Jesus Christ. And let us seek to live righteously. To live righteously means to live the right way, God's way, the way of holiness. Amen? Depend on the Lord for your daily needs. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are so grateful, so grateful to know that we can depend upon you for our daily needs. And as you have said in this last verse that we have read, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and you will give us everything that we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand, church family? Would you stand? And as, as we sing this beautiful song, would you today either simply in your own way express thanksgiving to God for the fact that you can depend upon the Lord for your daily needs, just to thank him. Just thank him. And others of you, others of you, this can be the day when you make a choice, when you make a decision to do as this scripture says and to seek, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And whether you want to give the Lord thanks and praise for, for meeting your daily needs or whether you want to say, Lord, I want to seek the kingdom of God. Lord, I want to seek you. I want to seek Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and Lord. You're invited today, lovingly, to feel free to come, stand around this altar, stand around the communion table, kindly leave 
six feet between you and others, and just say, Lord, on this Sunday, I, I'm going to begin to depend upon you for everything. And Lord, I'm going to depend upon you for all my daily needs, and I'm going to look to you as the one that will rule my life, the one that will be in control of my life. I want to seek you and seek your kingdom and live righteously to the best of my ability.